Welcome to Inspire Radio, the best exclusive radio station, bringing you the best mix of the best music. Modern psychology has a word that is probably used more than any other word in psychology. It is the word maladjusted. It is the ringing cry of modern child psychology, maladjusted. Now, of course, we all want to live the well-adjusted life in order to avoid neurotic and schizophrenic personalities. But as I move toward my conclusion, I would like to say to you today, in a very honest manner, that there are some things in our society and some things in our world for which I'm proud to be maladjusted. And I call upon all men of goodwill to be maladjusted to these things until the good society is realized. I must honestly say to you that I never intend to adjust myself to racial segregation and discrimination. I never intend to adjust myself to religious bigotry. I never intend to adjust myself to economic conditions that will take necessities from the many to give luxuries to the few, leave millions of God's children smothering in an airtight cage of poverty in the midst of an affluent society. And uh, passive and non-violent resistance. Now, so deeply moved by the message that I went away and bought several books on the Gandhian, uh, on Gandhi and Gandhian technique. And at that point, I became deeply influenced by Gandhi never realizing that uh, I would live in a situation where it would be useful in me. Uh, the word gradualism, especially as it uh, is used now in the South, I think gradualism is so often an excuse for escapism and uh, do-nothingism which ends up in standstillism. At points we must re-examine this, this whole emphasis that uh, the approach to desegregation must be gradual rather than forthwith or uh, immediate. I would not advocate the indiscriminate use of the boycott method. I think uh, many things must be taken under consideration, the possibility of counter-boycotts and uh, uh, other things that might upset the whole economic uh, basis of the Negro community. I think it has to be organized, there has to be a great deal of unity from the leaders and the people themselves. On the other hand, I think this method of nonviolent resistance can be quite effective all over the nation in any situation where social evil is present. If for no other reason than that nonviolent resistance has two sides. The nonviolent resistor not only avoids external physical violence, but he avoids internal violence of spirit. He not only refuses to shoot his opponent, but he refuses to hate him, and he stands with understanding goodwill at all times. I think uh, we would have to say that there is something of a guilt complex. I think that explains some of the actions that we notice now. Uh, psychologists would uh, say that a guilt complex can lead to two reactions. One is uh, repentance and the desire to change. The other reaction is to indulge in more of the very thing that you have the sense of guilt about. And I think we find these two reactions. I think much of the violence that we notice in the South at this time is really the attempt to compensate, uh, drown the sense of guilt by indulging in more of the very thing that causes the sense of guilt. 
Well, at times, it was very difficult, I must admit that, many, many threats, especially in the early stages of our struggle here, and uh, these things tend to get next to you. I, I admit that there were points and there were times that I moved around actually afraid within. Time I had uh, had a deep religious experience. I was prepared for that, strangely enough, because I was prepared for almost anything that occurred. I had come to feel at that time that in the struggle, God was with me, and through this deep religious experience, I was able to endure and uh, face anything uh, that uh, came my way. Now, uh, I think that still stands with me. After a long process of really uh, giving my whole life to a religious way and to the will of God, I came to feel that as we struggled together, we had cosmic companionship. Of course, uh, my wife was always stronger than I was through the struggle, so I didn't have the problem of uh, having a wife who was afraid and trying to run from the situation. And that was a great help uh, in all of the difficulties that I confronted. Privileged classes do not give up their privileges voluntarily, uh, and uh, they do not give them up without strong resistance. And all of the gains that uh, have been made, uh, that uh, we have received in the area of civil rights, have come about because the Negro stood up uh, courageously for these rights, and he was willing to aggressively press on. So I would think that it would be much better in the long run to stand up and uh, be aggressive uh, with understanding goodwill and uh, with a sense of discipline, yet these things should not be substitutes for uh, pressing on. And with this aggressive uh, attitude, uh, I believe that we will bring the gains or other civil rights into being much sooner than uh, we would just standing idly by, waiting for these things to be given voluntarily. Whenever oppressed people uh, stand up for their rights and uh, rise up against the oppressor, so to speak, uh, the initial response uh, of the oppressor is bitterness. Uh, that's, uh, that's true in most cases, I think. And that is what we are now experiencing in the South, is this initial response of bitterness, which I hope will be transformed into uh, uh, a more brotherly attitude. We hope that the end will be redemption and reconciliation rather than a division. But this, it seems to me, is a necessary phase of the transition from the old order of segregation and discrimination to the new order of uh, freedom and justice. No, before this victory is won, some will have to get thrown in jail some more, but we shall overcome. Don't worry about us. Before the victory is won, some of us will lose jobs, but we shall overcome. Before the victory is won, even some will have to face physical death. But if physical death is the price that some must pay, to free their children from a permanent psychological death, then nothing shall be more redemptive. We shall overcome. Before the victory is won, some will be misunderstood and called bad names and dismissed as rabble-rousers and agitators, but we shall overcome. And I'll tell you why. 
We shall overcome because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. We shall overcome because Carlisle is right. No lie can live forever. We shall overcome because William Cullen Bryant is right. Truth crushed to earth will rise again. We shall overcome because James Russell Lowell is right. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future. Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. We shall overcome because the Bible is right. You shall reap what you sow. We shall overcome. Deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome. And with this faith, we will go out and adjourn the counsels of despair and bring new light into the dark chambers of pessimism. And we will be able to rise from the fatigue of despair to the buoyancy of hope. And this will be a great America. We will be the participants in making it so. And so as I leave you this evening, I say, walk together, children. Don't you get weary. There's a great camp meeting in the corner.